Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by Postmates, Grubhub, and Uber Eats. You gotta have all the apps. You gotta keep them on rotation. Sometimes you have a coupon code for one, and sometimes you've got a coupon for another. No loyalty. No trust. Hey, Anecdotal Experience listeners, today's guest is Alec Caro. Alec has been on the podcast a ton of times. He's been, he was the first guest on the podcast, so he knows how it works. He knows what to do. This was fun. I always say it's fun. You know, you get in these rhythms of things you say in conversation. Sometimes people say like a lot. Sometimes people say um. I knew a guy that said shenanigans. He went on a kick and he said shenanigans until we clowned him out of it. Today, we're talking about perspective and what you owe people, what you owe someone. Is all is all fair in love and war? I think that's what I opened talking about. Man, my cat thinks I'm talking to her. You're gonna like it. You love me. You love Alec. You're friends with us. And I think this one's good. Um, ooh, I've got 10 more seconds. Uh, you can buy a sweatshirt from me. I have these really cool sweatshirts. I haven't updated the website. If you want one, hit me up. You gotta pay for it. I ain't giving it away for free. Let's do this with Alec Caro. Yeah, but what is the, what is the subject matter that you want to talk about specifically on this episode specifically right? like, what would you title okay it's all it's gonna be like it's thematically philosophically you got something i have uh, something people and i've told you okay it's all's fair in love that's really it and all it's, is fair yes. all is fair right and it's like so like uh right right okay being unapologetic about you gotta be like the axe man. Oh, dude. Okay, so there's a good there's a good story to start as a podcast is the fact that uh, the guy that was on the Bachelor, the Bachelor from the Bachelor, was from your hometown, right? Okay. Did and you did you watch that season? No. What was the guy's name? Ben Higgins, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben Higgins was, uh, uh, now I know this pretty much only from listening to a Bachelorette fan cast, but uh, the fan cast that I listened to called him uh, Ben the Axeman Higgins okay. because of the way that he was able to just like coldly and methodically break up with these women and not make it like a drawn out affair to not even haw and not like make it uh, a scene. He just was clear and to the point and he just looked each of these girls in the face when he had to break up with them and he said, that's it. Like, I don't see this going any further, you know? Just boom, deliver the line because he's got to deny, what, like a dozen ladies right. over the course of the show, right? Just like in an intimate setting. Uh, and he just does it 
I don't want to say mercilessly, because the fact that he does it so cleanly is, in fact, merciful. It's like uh, when you see an animal suffering, and you're supposed to kill it to put it out of its misery, right? If you get dying squirrel by the side of the road, you get to, like, pull a shovel out of your trunk, whack it in the head. Know what your parents told you? That's what they told me to do. The animal's dying on the side of the road. Yeah, no, that's a... That's a good point. I think, no, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he knows, like, that's the best. It seems cold, but that's how you do it, man. And all's yeah. fair. All's fair. Like, you can't. There's a song about it, too. You have to be cruel to be kind, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the cruel thing is to keep them around that like guilt because how many times do you hear i mean i know you've experienced this but i hear this all the time is people staying with someone especially i feel like girls do this more than guys do but girls will like stay with a guy forever just because they can't bear breaking up with them because they know the guy will be so heartbreaking heartbroken rather (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I go so far as to say that that's like almost a natural human reaction as uh, self-destructive as it is, you know? I mean, I was in a relationship. Do you want me to get into that? Yeah, man. It's an anecdotal experience. Or, uh, I mean, on and off, three years. But I lived with someone for six months that I just... Uh, from maybe two weeks and I just didn't want to live with. And then why didn't you end it? <laughs> she had, she ended it because she, uh, I don't know. She figured out that it was just, I don't know. I was going through the motions by the end of it. And she looked at me and she's like, you're just going through the motions. The, w- the way she described it to me is you don't seem like my boyfriend anymore. You seem like a concerned roommate. So she was basically saying like, we live together uh, and you care about me, but you care about me with distance, you know? And uh, she figured out that I was talking to uh, a couple girls because as time grew on, it was like, I didn't want to be around this person and she was uh, on pills and depressed and we just weren't having sex for months. And uh, I didn't sleep around, but I was essentially just like laying out landing mats for when, uh, for when the falling out happened, you know? Why didn't you, okay, I know the answer, but why didn't you, if you weren't happy, why didn't she just break up with her? Oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> for one thing, uh, I was broke and uh, had a physical illness that was preventing me from working, so I couldn't earn my own money and I had nowhere to live. Fair. Uh, and the next stop ended up being my mom's basement uh, after that, which uh, I'm moving out of now. You know, like I'm in the process of moving out of my mother's basement six months later. Uh, but also the fact that, like, 
I don't know. It's just so hard to like, I could have left and moved to my mother's basement sooner, but it's a hard thing to do to just like watch someone weep uncontrollably. Uh, and in order to avoid watching them weep uncontrollably, I dragged it out. That's it. Uh, which is the worst decision. It's a worst decision. Um, but it's just like, it's the, it's the dirty laundry that you don't want to do. You know, it That's, hurts. It yeah. hurts. Okay. Uh, as an empathetic person, it hurts to watch someone cry and know that you're the cause of it. Yeah. Yeah, but that that brings me to the point where you it, that's what it is cuz you end up developing empathy for someone and you feel their pain. So if you can avoid them pain, you can then avoid yourself pain, you know? But you got to just <clears throat> you got to be but you're then you're doing you're just like making yourself miserable, prolonging the inevitable. But you got to be the axeman. You got to be like, I'm going to rip off this Band-Aid and I'm going to move on with my life. And that's another thing because you think like, you got to also think, you know what? This isn't the end of their world, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's an arrogant arrogant assumption to assume that you are like the end all and be all for somebody. But, uh, uh. Uh, Sometimes you are, though. Suicidal is scary. You know? Wait, what's scary? Someone's, uh, uh, has suicidal tendencies. It's a scary thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess that does complicate it. But then again, what are you going to do? What are you just going to, like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be with someone I don't want to be with forever because they might kill themselves if I leave. You know what? I don't think that's right. Sometimes people kill themselves. You can't, you can't do, it's not, you're, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I know like suicide's a very serious thing, but like, I I think it's also, this is very serious saying you don't owe someone your life, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Make a good point. Joseph? Thank you. You've made an excellent point, and I appreciate it. And uh, I will try to apply that wisdom to my life. Are you being sarcastic, or do you think that was actually what? Are you making? Are you clowning me? No, that is good advice, man. Okay. I'm getting you. Yeah, I. Um, I like. I can't be held accountable to uh, someone else's act. Like, it's not like. Uh, I lo- I owe her a life debt, you know? No. It's not some, like, uh, I don't know, a- anime. Is the only thing I can think. It's not some anime where it's like, oh, you saved my life, and now I owe my life to you, and I've become your ward, you know? No. Your protector, and uh, and I will pay this off until the, the fires of hell. It's not realistic. I got it to do. Yeah. No, it's it's funny. It's like, but it's you always end up being the bad guy, and that's another thing I think is interesting too. It's like you're going to be the bad guy. You know, I think I don't know. I don't know if you connect this with with this, but I always feel like, well, no, then I'll be the bad guy. But now I've gotten comfortable realizing, like, no, I'm not. I I am the bad guy to someone. I'm a bad guy in their story, but 
In reality, I'm a guy with different motivations than that person. I'm not the villain, you know. I like that. I'm a bad guy in their story. Right? Cause did you, when did you come up with that, man? Um, I don't know. I, it's something I, I don't believe in right and wrong anymore, remember? <laughs> really? At all? Uh, to some degree. I think like wanting to watch someone suffer is um, pretty evil. But, okay, someone, yeah. a, a guy I worked with, he, we were having this discussion, and one thing he said to me was, pretty much anyone can justify any decision they make um, as being right. And I was like, yes, that's it, you know? But it, it's, it's mm-hmm. looking at it from different people's point of view. You know, if they see it only from their point of view, then you're the villain. But if they see it from yours and you're in a relationship with someone that's like bringing you down and not making you better, they should understand yeah. like, you know what? I'm really stifling this person's growth. Good for them. You ever been happy for someone for breaking up with you? <laughs> um, have I ever been happy for someone for breaking up with me? That's a good question. No, I had a, no, I don't think so. I've always kicked his dreams. I think I always pretty much, if someone's breaking up with me, I feel like I throw a temper tantrum, essentially. Oh, you do? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I tend to be the breaker-upper. Okay. And I get very uh, frustrated when I get ghosted on. Oh, you do? Uh yeah, yeah, I get frustrated if I get ghosted on for sure. Uh, but ghosted on means that you didn't have uh, a relationship that was intimate enough to merit a face-to-face breakup anyway. Yeah, and that's... But not- I think when things get serious, I'm probably uh, just so much more likely to pull the eject cable. But that's the thing. It's what do you owe people, you know? Like, what... Do you yeah. do you owe them a breakup if you have sex with someone? Does that warrant a conversation? Like what? The, and that's, no, it's sex one time. Right, sure. Sex one time, no, does not warrant a breakup. But like again, sex, whose rules uh, are these? I would say sex. Uh, I would say, like, uh, if you get to a level where you consensually uh, give someone or let someone put a toothbrush in your apartment, then that at the very least merits, like, a a phone call breakup or uh, a breakup in a public place, you know, like going to a Starbucks to break up, maybe. Okay. You know? Yes, is that old-fashioned? Here's it. Here's what it is, man. No, I mean, it's it's all relative. Everyone has different scales, you know. For you, that's what you feel like, and you know, you would you would expect the same, you know. If you dropped your toothbrush off at some girl's apartment, and then you know she wasn't really feeling it, you would hope she'd meet you at a Starbucks and let you down easy. But she might yeah. think like, uh, you know what? I don't want to go to Starbucks. I just kind of want to move on with my life. I'm just going to ignore this dude. And Okay, okay. Here's what it is. It's the golden rule. 
Yes. I want to break up with people the way I would like them to break up with me. So that's what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. But break up with others the way you would have them break up with you. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that the Bible. You know what? You know what that you you know what that makes me think of is I actually don't mind being ghosted. Really? It doesn't bother me. It I no. I infer you know what I infer? I infer what? Because I'm a nice guy. There's no reason to like not like me to think I'm like I'm like you know I have bad character or anything. So I assume they just weren't feeling it, mm. and that's a good enough explanation for me. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. They just weren't feeling it. So I don't mind if someone. I've had that happen a lot, dude. Um, you know, just like the, and I know. Oh man, I know classic. Classic ghost tales, dude. Ghost tales. You want to hear one? I'd love to hear a ghost story. Here's okay. Here's a ghost story, man. If someone tells you, if if you text them and you say, "Hey, uh, yeah, that was like that was a lot of fun. We should get together. Uh, are you doing? Are you doing anything? You want to hang out on Thursday?" If they say, oh, I'm actually, I'm really busy this week. My sister is coming into town for umpteen days, but not umpteen, but let's say like four or five days. If, right. Or there's they're just something, like, they're putting up a fence. Yes. They're, they're digging a moat right away. Yes. Once they start digging the moat, I'm like, I pick it up, dude. I'm like, okay, well, let me know if you want to hang out again. And then they, of course, don't call. And that's fine. I like being let down easy. That doesn't, I don't want someone to like call me and say, hey, here's specifically why I don't want to spend any more time with you. Yeah, I mean, but you've never wanted to spend time around someone who didn't want to spend time around you? No. No, I mean, I've been, uh, yeah. I feel like I've had that like several times in my life, just like a hunger where I thought of someone so highly and appreciated their comfort to such a degree that I would do anything to spend time with them, even if I knew that they wouldn't want me there, you know? And it has, it doesn't happen all the time, but every once in a while, there's just like, uh, it's not unrequited attraction, but sometimes you're just the one who likes the other person more. Uh, and that's hard. You know, the person with the power in a relationship is the person who cares less. How fucked up is that? Right. But I've found that to be true consistently over the course of my life. Yeah, no, and it is. It's a lower investment. Because you've said this before. I've heard you say before that, like, one of the cores of your philosophy, which I don't know what that's worth because that does tend to change, 
very fluidly, but you were saying that desperation is a bad look, you know? Nobody looks good in desperation. Uh, and I think that being the person who likes the other person more is just like a whisper of that, you know? That's the first degree of it on the spectrum. Yes. Yes. But, okay, let me challenge that notion with this. I think when someone begins to need someone, when someone, like, how they, how that person, let's say the person that's more, the one that's more interested in the other, the one that doesn't have the power, okay, if that comes across as um, how I feel about myself is directly reflected by how you, the person I love or I'm infatuated with, feels about me, that's when that's not cute. People want to be liked. Mm. They want to be liked. Yeah. They don't want to feel needed. I don't necessarily... No, dude, I don't think so, man. Okay. I've known... I knew this... All right. I knew this girl, all right? She... I, I'd okay. Seen, I'd seen her date a bunch of dudes, um, and this one guy... She, like, gotten back together. She She was always dating someone. Like she had, she had said she's like a whatever serial dater I think is what she referred to herself as, and she started dating yeah, this guy, and this guy treated her like a queen, like a princess, dude. He come to all these work events and like was always there, always like really sweet, always like considerate, always like oh but like what do you oh yeah you want this okay cool all right I'll be right back cool, and he was just like a spineless man with no personality and all he was was this like shape of trying to make sure this girl was what he he was trying to be what she wanted he was trying to do everything he possibly could do to keep the girl around and yeah and i talked to this girl and i and she was like yeah i hate it he's too nice i like i hate being around him it's terrible like i have it's miserable and that's that's it. Once right. that person has that, like, oh, they're so desperate. Like, it puts so much pressure on that person, you know? Yeah. How long did that relationship last? Not long. They got engaged, dude. They got engaged. We, like, no. celebrated it at work. Okay. How do you say yes? Because he's a sweetie pie. And everyone, of course, like, mom and I'm sure her mom and dad were, like, cool like yeah he seems great for you he's awesome he's and on paper sure but nobody wants to be treated like a princess you know how old were they at the time i don't know 23 24 yeah i don't know dude that's too young to be making that decision sure but the point still stands they did i mean they ended it you know and I knew she'd end it because yeah. I was like, you're not going to marry this guy. Like, you clearly hate him, you know, because he's a spineless, weak man with no substance. Like, nobody wants. He's a bitch. What? He's a bitch man. He's a bitch man. He's a pussy vagina boy. <laughs> Does he listen to the podcast? No, he doesn't even, I didn't even know him 
really, but nope. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> I mean, you've dated girls that were super into you. Yeah. Yes, that's true. How did you feel about that? Uh, I mean, it feels nice. It feels nice to not have to work for it, I guess. To just be appreciated all the time. To be, uh, to be admired. Uh, and to feel like you have knowledge that's relevant, you know? Um, I feel like I had a bunch of relationships when I was in my early 20s where I idolized someone older than me. Because when I was in my early 20s, I dated girls in their early 30s. Uh, I dated this one girl uh, who just lived a lifestyle that I just would stare at like it was... uh, I don't know, like a golden statue. Like it was this unbelievable monument of uh, accomplishment. What's that? Uh, She was able to, she like worked in uh, a lighting office, a job that she got like uh, lighting engineering or lighting design. I think she worked in lighting design. So she basically like picked out light fixtures and uh, decided where they were going to go in uh, office built and stuff like that. And she like knew all the facts and she understood uh, all this technical information. Uh, and she got that job by lying on her resume and saying that she had gone to college. She hadn't been to college, but she just like, fuck it, I lie. I'm smart enough to do this job. I'll just act like I have all of the relevant experience and someone will pick me up. And they did and she crushed it. But then she got so fed up with her job that one day she was on the subway and she decided, this is it. I can't take another day of people celebrating the fact that it's Friday, bemoaning the fact that it's Monday, uh, stealing each other's lunches out of the fridge and the whole office rig and roll that everyone's familiar with. And she just uh, texted her boss and she said, hey, I quit uh, and I'm not coming in today or ever again. And uh, the boss texted her, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then uh, when she didn't show up for three days, they texted her, they're like, where are you? And he said, like, I wasn't shitting you when I texted you and said I quit. I'm just done at that job now. It's not what I do anymore. And uh, then she started working at a pickle factory uh, or a pickling plant. I don't know. She put cucumbers into vinegar and then closed the jars a lot of times over. Okay, and you were intrigued by, you were intrigued by this woman? It seemed brave to me. It seemed incredibly brave to just uh, sacrifice the safety of a nine to five job or uh, uh, whatever, 10 to seven job. You know, just a job where you got paid a steady salary and had health benefits and did something that was like, yeah, kind of boring, but all your needs were taken care of. Uh, and she just walked away from it to make pickles and tend bar uh, and be a secretary at a dominatrix dungeon, you know? Just do, like, ridiculous weird jobs just to pay the rent and be, uh, I guess, charismatic and tenacious enough to, to pull it off. 
Okay, and you were, um, were you into this woman? I was what? Were you into this woman? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you, what did you want from her? Like, what did you see? You wanted to date her. Learn. I don't know. It's like dating a hero, man. Like, who's someone that you look up to? Who's someone that, like, their career path or their life decisions or one amazing example uh, of just like being heroic, you admire and want to live up to that standard. And then imagine that you get to like see that person naked and have sex with them also. And they look pretty good naked, you know? Oh, I don't, I don't think know. I, I guess have that's that. weird. If you look up to like Shakespeare or uh, Stephen Hawking or something, you know, you know, I have had crushes on men, completely non-sexual, but I have, I've had that type of crush on a man, but I didn't have that kind of like component of, oh, I could actually date or like have sex with this person. No, no, but it's just this sense of like, man, like you're a little bit ahead of me in years and experience. And just like the curve of your life. And I want to be like you when I grow up, you know? And I was dating this girl who was 10 years older than me. And that's how I felt. Uh, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Well, then how and, did uh, Oh, uh, I cried a lot. Not a lot. I cried. I cried for the first time in, I think at that point, two years. Uh, and I think I like was in a huff and I would try to get her attention. Uh, and then I would say things that I knew would make her mad because I knew that it was the only way to actually get her attention because she wouldn't respond. So I said nice things. So I'd say things to upset her on purpose. Right. At least you get some sort of acknowledgement of your existence. Yeah. Like I would uh, remind her that she owed me money because asking her how her traveled for going, how her life is going, uh, didn't listen to the response. So I was like, hey, fuck you, you owe me money. And she would like come back at me with blah, blah, blah here. You're a human garbage if this is the reason you try to contact me again. It's like telling you money that makes me sick. And I was, um, I preferred that. Yeah, it's something. But that to silence. I preferred that to being ignored. Okay, well, let me put this... The, what about this? Okay, I feel like those type of relationships where someone is... I mean, pretty much pretty much, it's like you're obsessed with the person, right? You're infatuated. I think you in, like, in your case, you thought, I can learn from this person. I'm, I'm, I want to be associated with them. I like them. I respect them. They're cool. But they're, and the reality is... If you're so infatuated with them, you're probably not giving them anything. They're probably like this what person. This person, they're probably the person that is the person in control. They they want the same. They want to learn from someone. They want someone that's got their own thing going on. They want someone that they're intrigued by, that they're impressed by. You know, they want that. I think I don't know. Maybe that's the key to a good relationship is for uh, two people to fall in love who both look up to each other dude i think i think that's it man 
you gotta and like okay this girl did you like showing up places with her yeah did that feel good showing up places with her what you mean like like this is my girl getting her friends go to bars yeah like you show up with her and you're like yeah this is my girl She's with me. I, it wasn't that. It, I was just so happy to be around her. It's not like I needed to show off to anyone else. I was just like, uh, just so happy to be there. And yeah. now uh, I found myself in sort of a series of relationships where uh, now instead of being the student, I have been... Like, I feel like I'm the teacher in a student-teacher relationship. And I don't want that anymore, you know? I don't want, that's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I'm looking for is to, like, be somebody's mentor. So you don't want to, you don't want to lead, but do you want to be led? No. No, I want balance. I want to. Uh, nope, you I can't have it. You know, I want uh, uh, divided responsibilities where each person is responsible for dealing with what they're good at. Yeah. You know, two different skill sets that complement each other well and where uh, the baggage, like uh, we can manage our own baggage. I want to manage my own baggage and I want other I want my partner to be able to carry what they brought to, you know? And that's not to say that I can't be helpful, but I have so much, I have so much of my own and uh, I'm, I'm learning how to carry that myself and not make it anybody else's problem. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's like, I don't know, I at least, if I were a woman, I'd be attracted to that. Mm. I would, I would date you if you were the man you wanted to be. You, (laughs) oh, thank you very much. I remember a situation, okay, so this, I think, is very telling of that relationship. So this is the relationship that I was uh, dating a 32-year-old when I was 22. Um, the first time we hooked up, it was just like a one night stand, but it ended up like bugging into like, oh, we're hooking up here and there. And, uh, I noticed the pattern. She would be mean to me. She would be mean to me. We would meet up and she would just like act like I was stupid, not make eye contact, roll her eyes and be sarcastic about things like that. And then eventually we would end up having sex. And then after sex, she was, she was kind, appreciative, and uh, she thought the things that I said were interesting all of a sudden. And I said to her one time, after sex, when we were like really enjoying each other's company, uh, I said, uh, it's really fun to be around you after sex. And she said, but it's not fun to be around me before. And I told her, um, no, you treat me like I'm stupid and you make me feel like 
I feel like you think I'm stupid before we have sex. And she said, uh, if I thought you were stupid, I wouldn't let you in my bed. And I think that is, I don't know, maybe the, one of the nicest things that anyone's ever said to me. Well, okay, let me let me ask. What was she... I, I want to figure out the correlation. Was she nice to you after sex, or was she nice to you when you guys were alone? She was nice. No, she was still mean to me when we were alone. It was it was specifically after sex. I swear. Did you ever figure out what that was? Um, I think she had a lot of issues. I don't think she wanted to like me. I don't think she wanted to. Uh, be attracted to anyone, you know. I don't think she was looking for. I don't know. She had her own shit. She had her own problems that she was upset about. She told me about them later. They're none of. Uh, I don't know. She told me things in confidence, so I don't want to blurt them out on a podcast. But she was dealing with her own shit. Okay. She's also. Said one of the wisest things that anyone's ever said to me, even though she said it in anger. Uh, she said to me, uh, It's not always about you. Meaning, <laughs> I, uh, she was upset about something, and I was trying to figure out like what I did to upset her and why she was being mean to me. Um, but I mean, it was, she was dealing with her own problems. She was upset about other things and I decided that what else could her problems be about, but me. And, um, the only thing I cared about were how those problems affected me, you know? Yeah. I, that back down. I got, I got, I got, I got. Are you moving the phone away from your face? No. Hold on. Stand by. I was pinching the phone with my shoulder. There you go. Can you hear me now? Yeah, much better. Um, yeah, continue. Yeah, continue this. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. That is, is it interesting? It do, I don't feel like what I'm saying is interesting. No, I do think that's an in- that's an interesting point. You tend to think about how people react toward you um, is directly affected by whatever you're doing. All right, now you're breathing really heavy into the microphone. Um, don't breathe, just talk, and then don't pinch it against your shoulder. Um, but that I don't know. I think you have to be upfront. You got to be upfront with people in that situation where you can say. Like, hey, I'm in a mood today because of something that has nothing to do with you. So if I'm a little off, that's why. It's got nothing to do with you. Otherwise, I think it's like, I think it's a, it's normal to assume that the way someone treats you has everything to do with you. What? I think, I think that if someone's like grouchy with you and they're... And they're like, well, it's not about you. It's about something else that happened to me today that wasn't good. 
I'm like, that's super immature. That's bullshit, dude. It's like, I'm treating you like shit because of something else. Then I'm like, that's- no, that's not, that's not immature, but I think the mature response is someone is being shitty to you uh, and it's because they had a bad day is to tell yourself, first of all, they're mad about something else so that you don't react defensively because reacting defensively never works out well, ever, okay? Never get defensive. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, being able to establish a boundary where you can gently and without anger say to someone, hey, please don't take your problems out of You know, you have issues. I am not the cause. I am not the root of those issues. And I don't deserve to be the target of your uh, horseshit, your anger, of your of your temper tantrums uh, and your pissiness and your negativity. And uh, I'm not saying bottle that up. I'm saying like, don't point that super soaker at me. Yeah. I don't deal. I don't take that dude. That is, I, if you did that to me, if you were, if you were like, if you were just being standoffish, if we were hanging out and you were just kind of cold and distant and you didn't, tell me like it's your dad's death day or something like that and you're just kind of cold and distant (laughs) i'm I'm gonna be like yeah and then i find out later that like oh it was his dad's death day you should have been like i'm gonna be like well no screw alec man like he should have just said like hey man it's like you know i'm kind of bummed out today and you would have just like you could have just talked and that's another thing it's like if something's bothering you if you're not comfortable talking about it, just say like, you know what? I don't want to hang out today. I'm kind of like in my own head right now. And you don't necessarily have to talk to the person about it. They'll understand. But when it's just also, I feel like that's bullshit. I feel like when people do that and there's something else going on and they treat someone else like shit, I think it does have something to do with the person they're treating like shit to some degree. No, I do. I no. think so. No. Okay. I'll give you an example. I just got off of living with my mom for six months, right? Yes. Um, sometimes my mom would be unable to sleep because she had back pain and she would wake up in a bad mood the next day and there would be nothing that I could do that didn't piss her off. And you just need to sort of realize this person didn't sleep. This person's in physical pain. And this person is not dealing with the world around them in a generous and empathetic way. They're dealing with, they're just like, they're pushing through. They're pushing through the pain right now. And uh, if they snap at me, it's not about me. It's not necessarily like good that they're doing it, but I don't need to feel bad about it. Yeah. It's like you're giving the other person the benefit of the doubt so that you don't hold yourself accountable, you know? Right. You're- it, like being giving other people the benefit of the doubt is something that you do for yourself. Yeah, and you're right. And you know what? Uh, I take back. I rescind. I'm so wishy-washy, man. All my opinions are fluid, but... 
and, and you're right and for that reason a lot of the times like i dropped my uh i dropped my entire lunch um last friday i dropped it on the ground made a big mess didn't sound what, what did what what was the lunch it was like um it was like really good it was just like brazilian place they have in the mall over where i work and yeah. i dropped it and like all my food went everywhere i was like embarrassed and i kind of like i mean i wasted my meal uh, i didn't know what to do and i i went and i had to like figure out a new lunch and i didn't i what i did after i figured it all out i was like you know what i'm not gonna eat with the guys today because i'm in a mood man i was embarrassed i was upset with myself i was in you know i was going like I was in my head and I was like, you know what? No, I've got some serious negative energy right now. I'm just going to eat by myself because if one person does one thing that just annoys me, annoys me, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be prone to be irritable. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit and burn off this negative energy by myself. You said Joey Bertoff is about to turn into a werewolf. I'm gonna lock him in a box. Not even a werewolf, just like a bitchy, like little piece of shit. You know, just like oh, like just annoyed and irritable and just no fun. Just not a good time. Like a Snickers commercial. Yes, exactly. Like a Snickers commercial, and I don't want. And I'm just like, you know what? I want to. I want to bring positivity to whatever group I'm in. And right now, I'm gonna stay out of a group because all I got's negative. Self-hating Amen. energy. Yeah. Preach. You're right. You're done. Well, you're also right. So there, there we go. We're both right. Yeah. I want to go. Now we'll be all. I want to. I want to quiz you more on um, what a relationship's supposed to be like. I, uh, what a relationship is supposed to be like. Or not. Oh boy. I want to go back to. I mean, I don't know. I think I've only ever been in one relationship that I uh, really enjoyed on uh, <laughs> a level where it's like I, uh, I enjoy being around this person all the time. But there were other issues. There were other issues, you know? What, it, what were they? Uh, sex was one of the major ones. Communication uh, was another one. Like What's lack that mean? of communication. I understand. What does that mean? I, the communication part. Okay. Uh, it's just when you spend a lot of time with someone, uh, you don't you, like you want. You feel like you should just. They should understand how you feel and you should understand how they feel just naturally. But it's not that easy. You need to use words, you know? Uh, words are the most amazing human technology. Is our ability to communicate with one another, to express our thoughts and emotions in a way that animals can't do with tweeting and barking alone, you know? We have dictionaries full of words for every human language of which there are hundreds. 
and this is an unbelievable like evolution of the brain of life that we can communicate with each other on this level over the course of our lives. Okay. And express emotion, express thought. Yeah. Uh, we talk get about why we are angry and that we are angry. And, like the specific subgenres of anger that we're experiencing. Uh, and that's an art form and everyone needs to work on that art form. Uh, and some people are really bad at it and some people are really good at it. And when people are bad at it, uh, they expect other people to know what they're talking about, even if they're just spouting horseshit. So they're, you know? they're expecting, or even if they're saying nothing, sometimes you just sit there and you pout. People sit there and pout and expect other people to know what's wrong. Ah, uh, so they you want know? they want someone to pick up on the nonverbals that how they're feeling rather than them say it's not just the nonverbal. It's like they expect I I could uh, expect someone if I was mad, for instance, at a girl for not reading a situation. Like, we could be in a social situation where something goes awry and my feelings get hurt and I leave. And they come in and they're like, what's wrong? I could get mad conceivably. I could get mad and feel you should know me. You should know me well enough and have read that situation well enough to understand what's wrong without me saying so. But what I'll say is nothing. I'll just say nothing's wrong. Right. And that is the, that is like the crux of poor communication. Yeah. It's just, it's resenting. It's just not is uh, is just not expressing yourself and expecting someone to know. Being resentful towards someone for not understanding how we feel and why we feel that way, just through sheer observation and instinct. Uh, you know, we expect to be understood, but it's so much messier than that. Uh, because I don't, I, I, I don't even understand myself. I, Alec Caro, do not understand uh, why I feel the way I feel half the time. And I feel like I'm always just sort of playing catch up, trying to figure out plausible explanations for my actions, for my feelings, my thoughts, uh, trying to piece it together and to expect somebody else to know it even near as close as I do is absurd because I'm with myself 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah. I think to you that, know, I'm yeah. with me when I'm dreaming and tripping balls and tired as hell. And, uh, when I'm angry and when I'm sad, I understand myself in all these different moods, but I still am like barely scratching the surface of what is going on inside me. Yeah. I think sometimes you, that... I don't expect you to get it. What? I think like we're pretty good friends. You get me. In, uh, in a way that a lot of people don't understand. We've spent a significant amount of time together and had a significant amount of conversations that you understand where I'm coming from. But it still would be absurd of me to understand, to like expect you to understand uh, exactly how I'm feeling and why I feel that way at all times. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think I have two things to say to that. I think a lot of times... Number one, you just need a minute. You know, you need to experience something. Maybe it makes you feel scared. 
Maybe it makes you feel angry. Maybe it feel it makes you feel, you know, a real intense emotion, okay? And you, like you said, you're like, I don't know why I feel this way in this situation, but I do. So I think sometimes you just need a minute to like kind of, before you start interacting with someone, you need a minute to like cool off and be like, wow, why did that get such a intense reaction from me? And then two, I think a lot of times, like maybe I'm in this situation with you, okay? So we're together, we're at a party, all right? And someone says something to you and it makes okay. it makes you like insecure, all right? Which they, party is it? It's, uh, let's say it's a party at a like Cincinnati comics place, okay? And okay. they say something right. really condescending to you. All right, or something, maybe it is, maybe okay. it's not. They say something in a way that makes you feel insecure, all right? And yeah, you, okay, I'm there. Right, but you, maybe you don't, maybe I'm there too, and you feel this, but I see it. And since you're in your own body, you have a different perspective, but sometimes other people have a better perspective on why you're experiencing an emotion, you know? Yeah, sometimes. It's not that weird to like not understand yourself. I think a lot of times you under you understood a lot more about me and I didn't believe you for a very long time until a year or so later I realized that you were right and you knew me a lot more than I knew myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not rare. But I mean I also have to realize that it's like uh just because I see something it doesn't really help that much. Like all I can say is uh, I wish that you would trust me on this, but I see something you don't and you should start heading sort of like in, a, in this direction. You know what I mean? Just inch by inch, push yourself, <laughs> push yourself towards understanding how I see you in this moment, you know? Wait, explain. Uh, yeah, I think I understand what you're saying. Uh, who are, who are you in saying that in that hypothetical? In talking to, I mean, I'm talking to you. I'm saying like, uh, you're saying there was a time in your life where I saw what you were doing yes. and why you were doing it. And I said, Joey, I know what you're doing because I've done it before. Right. And you just didn't believe me, but all the best I can do, I can't grab you by the shoulders and shake you and say, like, you're, you're being an asshole. Right. You know, pull your head out of your ass. It's it's your life to live. It's your lesson to learn. I can't uh, learn it for you, but the best I can do is just sort of be like, all right, man, well, you don't need to follow my advice. In fact, probably don't follow my advice, but here's what it would be. And just understand that, like, this is my point of reference. Uh, and think about, think about it. Think about what it would be to follow my advice. And then maybe do it like years down the line. Yes, and you're that's you know? exactly because what did happen was I got I had to make my own mistakes. You know, I had to figure it out for myself. In hindsight, you gave me very good advice, but I wasn't ready for it, man. I, I you told me this stuff, and yeah. I and I said, Alec, you don't know me. You don't you don't know me. You don't get me. You think you get me, but that's you have no idea what I'm doing. What I'm doing with my life. And then in hindsight, I look back and I'm like, oh man, he did. He understood. Um, but, you know, again, how was I to know? I had to make my own mistakes, man. 
Yeah, no. Thanks no. for trying. I mean, but that's what that's what building a friendship is is about, and that's what building a relationship is about. It's understanding uh, that somebody else has a different area of expertise than you. You know, uh, there's times when I need your perspective, and I trust it more than my own. Uh, and I've learned when that is. And I've learned when that isn't. You know. Yes, and I'm. I'm... Uh, I don't know. I'm now more inclined to give you my my uh, self-proclaimed grain of salt when before I would give you my scripture of the right way to live. Yeah, I mean, I listen to you more than I used to, uh, but I also know when not to listen to you. Good. And I think uh, I think you can say the same about me, right? I can say the same. Like you know when I'm full of shit. You know when I'm giving good advice. Uh, I trust you more than I trust myself. Oh, we're all going to hell then. Blind being blind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think we've reached the point where I think we have better perspective on each other than we do ourselves. And I don't think that's that uncommon. Yeah, dude, I can't see anything from down here. Right. I guess you, yeah, you probably have a better idea of what's going on with me than I do. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. That's bananas. Yeah, it's not that weird though, man. Because when you're in, when you're really experiencing life, you're just, you're in it, dude. You're in the, you know, like if, man, I don't want to do another analogy, but you know, when you can look from afar, you have perspective. You know, when you're in it, when you're in the woods. So you see me, what you, you see me now, you see me in New York, what do you see? Um, what do I see? I see a guy that is figuring it out um, and doing the best he can and he's trying to come up with a plan to get where he wants to go. Um, and little by little is is getting there. Um, but I think, I think there was a time where you thought it was going to be easier to get where you wanted to be. And I think you were upset that you weren't getting there fast enough, but I, I see you now and I'm being totally honest. I see you now getting to the point where you understand like getting where you want to be is going to be a journey. And it's going to take time. Yeah. And you seem a little more comfortable with the adventure of getting where you want to be than the end game. That's kind of what I see you at yeah. this point in your life. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Thank you very much. Does that resonate with you at all? Yeah. Yeah. It resonates a lot. I think you, I think you fucking nailed it. And it's, uh, I mean, that's good to hear because um, I'm like, I'm still, I think the timeline that I've laid out for myself is still ambitious and still is probably not realistic, but it's def it's certainly more realistic than my uh, original impulses of like, I want it, uh, I want everything to work out and I want it now. And, uh, I don't know. You gotta work 
you got to work for things. You got to build a path. Yeah. And it seems like it's not always laid out for you. Right. And it, and another, the, the other side of that too, that I've noticed from you is you seem a little more like you've realized this and you're also a lot more down to be in the moment and less thinking about the goal of like, Oh, when I get to LA, when I can move and that you're a little more like, you know what? I'm going to live in the city for a bit. I'm going to work at this bike shop. I'm going to like, you know, well, the moment is getting better too. It's a lot easier to live in the moment when the moment isn't hell. Yeah. exactly. When the, when the moment isn't living with someone, uh, who you don't want to live with because you're afraid of what will happen if you break up with them. You know, that is like torture and, uh, like thinking, convincing yourself that you're going to die in a basement of an unknown disease, uh, is probably psychotic, but it's where I, what my life was for a couple months. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not there anymore. You know, I've, I'm sort of like dragging myself out of a, a hole and now I'm still like in a valley, <laughs> but, uh, but I can hike out of the valley. Dude, perspective, man. You know, perspective. you're a little yeah. further Thank out. You, you can see where you were in the valley and be like, Hey, at least I'm not down there, man. Holy shit. That sucked. You know? Yeah, down at the bottom of a hole, buried alive. Yeah. It's not that bad. I wasn't like in desert storm. Dude. I wasn't in Kuwait. I, I wasn't uh, being skinned alive. Uh, I didn't have half my face blown off. Dude, I will say I'm though, there are people. Diverse and Living with someone you don't want to live with is its own hell, man. And everyone knows that. Whether they've been to Fallujah or not, they understand, like, that's a bad situation. Yeah. Well, great, man. Is your phone... Do you you want some... What? What are your your final thoughts? Final thoughts. Kids, if you're going to get yourself into a relationship, you better think long and you better think hard about who that other person is and not just who you hope they are because it's real easy to paint a picture in your mind of the perfect partner and just put that up in front of who that person actually is. Uh, You can't look at the world in rose-colored glasses, man. You gotta, you gotta take them off, and you just gotta stare directly at it and scrutinize it for everything that it is, good and bad. And uh, I mean, be willing to uh, take a piece of fruit that does have some brown spots on it, but uh, don't take uh, fruit that has tarantulas looking inside of it because that is not good fruit. Yeah. Yeah, I, man, I want to, I'm going to bring up one more thing because you reminded me of it in that. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) 
Um, like you said, when you're looking at someone and you want to, you imagine you like kind of fall in love with someone that doesn't exist because you project all these things onto them. Do you oh. do you ever notice people doing that to you? Like, with a, I, I can yeah. tell when someone's like doing, they're like, oh yeah, like they are, they're really. Like they're into me, but I can tell that they're into me because they're projecting all this stuff. They'll even like describe, like someone described me, like oh, I really like you because you, uh, like you don't, you don't really like care what other people think. And I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't know me. Like, <laughs> you, you don't know me at all. No. And I, I realized I'm like, oh, you want someone that doesn't care what other people think. So you're like putting that on me. And it's not true. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you are uh, incredibly capable of just saying, fuck it, I am who I am. Sometimes. But you do have, I don't know, it's a little bit like, uh, I can't always tell where, where you're going to get stuck, you know, like where other people's uh, opinions of you are going to be the thing that uh, sticks in your mind and when you're going to be able to say fuck it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually, I, that was the wrong example. They said something different about me. I just can't remember what it was. No, that's pretty good though, because uh, I think that's true. I mean, you are, you do care about what other people think of you. It does get, it does get stuck in your craw. Uh, the last episode I was on, we talked about some like vaguely racist joke they made. Yeah, uh, in front of a coworker, and you were like obsessed with it. Like, oh man, like I said something that might be racist, but it might not. But either way, I'm really worried about what this other person thinks about my racism. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and, so that's not like you're not just a person who just doesn't care what other people think of them, but you are able to summon up this. Um, you just have this like slogan that you use where you're like, you know what? I'm a good guy. I'm feeling for a tough. I'm a good guy. I'm a nice guy. I'm a smart guy. And I know what I'm worth. And fuck you if you don't appreciate it. All right. Like I deserve to be treated well. And if you don't treat me well, you know what? Maybe that's your fucking problem. So fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, no, I... You're right. And I... In that situation, the only reason I cared, I didn't want to hurt the guy's feelings. And I didn't. It didn't matter. But... Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I, I, I'm glad you noticed that about me because I try to be perceived that way. And I think to a large degree, I, I am. So... You, you want to be perceived as what? Like, uh, I don't care? As, as uh, a loop? Yeah, as I'm not really affected by what people that really don't know me. Just like the vanity bullshit. I know. Like, you know, whether yeah. I'm funny or talented at anything. Like, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and that's fine. But I just wouldn't want anyone to think, like, yeah, that guy doesn't give a shit about anyone's feelings, you know? Um, yeah. That's the only thing I worry about, so. Right. But, um. You're doing, you're doing a good job. I hope so. You're protecting that aura very well. I mean, you tricked that girl. I what? 
You tricked the person who, who thought that you didn't care what anyone thought of you. Yeah, right. but I wasn't trying. That was just like entire. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think what she actually you bought the persona. Yeah, no, but the persona is real. She said something else, man. I forget what she said. She was like, "Yeah, I really like you because you're this. Like, you're something." And it wasn't. It wasn't that. your own story. What? Just lean into it. Just go with. Just yes, and yourself here. Yeah, but I want to pretend man. that that's what she said. What so what? Point is being, what she actually said like that much more impressive? No, it was just that she was giving me a characteristic of my personality that was completely 100 percent off base people do that about dogs people psychoanalyze dogs as if they're people oh and uh it drives me nuts it's like uh you're an idiot you're an idiot you read like uh you read a pop science book and now you've decided (laughs) yes to assign uh introvert extrovert myers-briggs uh, personalities to a cat. Yeah. Um, well, even weirder yeah. people do it about themselves. They, they like pick the person out, like they take these personality quests questions and they answer the quest. I think it's even more outrageous to do that. Cause you're like, you pick the personality questions. Bad. What? Every aspect of a Myers-Briggs personality sounds like a disease essentially, you know? Oh, yeah. Introvert, extrovert, that both sounds bad. And then, like, uh, judgment, judging. Yeah. Like, ju- judging is a personality trait. How is anyone who has judging supposed to be like, oh, I'm judging, and that's what's cool about me? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even people who get thinking, feeling, driven by emotions, I don't know, that's, it's all insulting. It's just like you get four insults out of eight insults. And your combination of four insults is supposed to make you feel special. I actually don't think people see it that way. I think they actually see them all as like positive attributes that they want to have. Yeah. Well, I mean, people who are really into it do that. I think so. I don't see him as negative. I, I think most people don't see him as negative. That's why they tell everyone, like, oh, I'm very judging. I'm very perceptive. And I'm like, no, we're all just kind of like Ooh. lazy sacks of shit. Like, all of us. We're all like, we like to eat <laughs> jack off and like watch shit television. Like, we're all, on a base level, it's like, we're all that. And we're all trying to combat that behavior don't make it too like oh this is different sides of me it's like no we're all the same in a in that way Mm. yes we're all the same decaying organic matter as everyone else there we go now it's an alec caro podcast as you reference fight club the circles all right. Do you have anything to plug? Um, if uh, you're listening to the and uh, you have a position available for someone with an engineering degree and uh, diverse management experience and a good work ethic. Uh, who has 
been in several complex and baggage-filled relationships. Uh, please give me a job in Los Angeles. Adam, add him. Alec. A-L-E-C space C-A-R-O. Adam on LinkedIn. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's uh, Bright Orange Fox. At Bright Orange Fox. And uh, I don't post enough, I know. But, I mean, I try to keep it artistic. No selfies on there. Okay, I'm not going to clog up anybody's Instagram feed uh, with pictures of food. Uh, it's just going to be things that I things that I think are cool and creative, and maybe like a cat sometimes. Yeah, you're good. You, I mean, you just post what's worth posting, man. People respect that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Try to keep a nice portfolio. I don't think that was a good pitch, but uh, I would like a job, please. Beautiful. That work. All right, I got to edit this podcast. I haven't put one out in 11 days, so. Jesus, man. Yeah. Thanks for doing this, man. I really appreciate it, dude. You're you're the man. You came through. Most people bail. Yeah, I'm not going to bail on you, man. What? I'm not going to bail on you, man. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Bailer? I knew you'd do it. Yeah. That's one thing. Hire Alicaro because well, I mean, he's dependable. He doesn't flake. He does it. If he says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have a fairly good understanding of what I'm capable of, and uh, I will do it to the best of my abilities to support my team. You're part of my team, Joey. You're part of my tribe. Yep. Yep. Love you. That's true. Love you too. All right. Is that good enough? Yeah, this is great. All right, say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for coming to that party. All right, I talked over your goodbye. Um, You want me to do it again? Sure. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for coming to my party. I've had a lovely time and several 